Fiona, hello, what's up, what's up? It's your girl Riss from Aotearoa, New Zealand. Welcome to Grace Through the Fire. I am your host, Marissa Lewis. This podcast is all about helping you to stand in your most powerful position and who you are and stop worrying about the past or what others think of you because you are brilliant, mama, and I am here to remind you. I am a confidence coach, business mentor, author, and speaker. And I am absolutely obsessed with women showing up in their fullest expression and most unique way, creating radical confidence in life and business. And I cannot wait to get this conversation on today's episode started with you. You're a beautiful mama. How are you? Welcome back to Grace Through the Fire. Oh, I am so excited, excited. I can't even talk today. Excited to bring you today's conversation. This is something that's been really simmering on my heart for some time. And it is really about that fact that you do not have to take no for an answer when somebody says you can't. You know, this is about you just finding a way to get started. And, you know, while I share a little bit about where this inspiration came from to have this conversation with you, I really want you to sit down. If you're driving, of course, don't try this, but I want you to write some of these key reminders down. This is some things that were shared with me many years ago, and they really are things that I revisit. You know, they are ways that you can, particularly, I'm going to be sharing with you three ways that you can really apply yourself when you come up against someone else who says you can't. Okay, these are the three things that you can do to shift the situation. So, you know, before I get started on sharing what those are, you know, I want to just have a little discussion with you. Is there or has there been a time where you have had that real awareness or awakening or you've had an initiation or an activation of some sort with a dream? You know, you've really had something go switch on side of you, like a light switch went on and you are so freaking excited about it. And then you've run off and you've told the people that you really care for. You've actually shared with them what this thing is. And then you get shut down, like boom, motherfucker, shut down. And your dreams are shattered before they even get started. You know, I will go back, 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 way back <laughs> to when I was in college. And I only actually did one year in college. I only did my first year in college. Uh, for those of you who haven't yet listened to my story, go back to number one, uh, episode one, where I share quite a bit about my story. But in that year, uh, what do they call it now? Year nine. Uh, back then it was form three <laughs> um, here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. And I loved writing. I always loved writing. In fact, I recall when I was 10, when my parents were going through their divorce or they were fighting a lot. Um, and, you know, I used to turn to the paper, pen and paper, and I used to write poetry. And I remember I was probably about maybe 12 when mum found the book. And the first page that I opened was uh, that I had titled the poem Tears. And I had expressed myself, like I was actually quite surprised and how I had expressed myself through these times. And um, I had books and books of poetry. Yet when I was at school, and we all know some of us agree with the school system and like me, some of us do not. Um, but I really rated my teacher's opinions. I rated the system at that time. 
And I strived really hard. I was actually quite a committed student. And um, I would probably say really smart. I was dedicated. I worked hard. I studied. But one thing I couldn't nail for the English teacher was limiting the words in my stories or my exams. Anyway, year 13, he failed me in English uh, on our final year exam. And I recall I created a belief right from that moment that I would never be a writer. And I stopped poetry. I stopped writing and I stopped expressing myself through words. Now, I don't know if you've had anything like this in your life where somebody has really impacted you. It might not be uh, earlier on. It could be currently where you've run to them with that dream. You've run to them with that vision and they just 100% shut you down because there are so many key factors here. I think a lot of different layers as to why people do this, especially the people that are in our lives that we love. A lot of the time I found it's not intentional. Uh, they're afraid, you know, they, they're afraid of what might happen if you try. Or number two, they actually have that limitation on themselves. So, you know, this is really about, this conversation is about how do you change the narrative for yourself? How do you really grasp how to be that, that poet in your life? So when you get these exciting feelings and you are activated with a vision or a dream or a desire that you know you can do this, you know, because it turns out, you know, I think the only reason I ever wanted to grow up if I go back, it was so I could do whatever I wanted without anyone telling me, Russ, you can't do that, right? Or Jimmy, you can't do that, which is what most of the people in my life called me when I was younger. I mean, the thing is, even people with the best intentions are prone to, you know, saying you can't do that. And it turns out what I've found is growing up doesn't work that way. You know, getting older just changed the roles, titles and relationships with the people who tried to convince me that impossible applied to me. Have you had this? Mama, have you had this? You know, again, narrative switch here. I'm possible, not impossible. Yeah. But it is, it seems to be fairly universal, um, you know, to the process of becoming an adult. Even people with those best intentions, as I said, are prone to say, you can't do that. You know, in client work, I find that most common wall people face, you know, that their belief that someone else holds the permission slip for what they want to do without noticing they navigate their lives like a complicated game, you know. And I think this is really about you reclaiming the fact that you can listen. And this is what I'm going to be talking about. These three key things to really consider so you can shift the situation but I guess the, what I found is there very really are people who cheer you on in your growth, right? And this is why you've got to be your biggest cheerleader, okay? So number one, okay, so this is a big one. I think you've got to check the premise. Sometimes people that tell us that we can't do something because, as I said, they're afraid of what will happen if we try, you know, like your own fear isn't enough, right? Mama, like I fucking am so scared sometimes when I think as big as I think and I get these creative ideas and and I think about what is truly possible, you know, I'm battling with my own fear, right? But it is always the people that love you that have to add that fear, right? To the cauldron. And it's like, we don't usually hear I'm afraid for you, we hear, I don't believe in you, right? So say has, someone has said to you, oh, you can't do that. We hear, oh, you don't think I can do that, <laughs> right? It's not, I'm afraid for you, right? Because that is generally where it comes from. And because this is our, you know, dear friend or family member speaking, we take that belief on, like I shared with you about the story, I took on my teacher's belief, right? He put me in a box and I let him, right? Don't let them keep their fears, okay? 
you have got to start working on overcoming yours. And if you think you can't do what you want to because of the consequences another person will impose, right? Some of you might be in that relationship and you're relying on your partner financially or for their support emotionally. Make sure that isn't just a story in your head, right? I've had clients tell me, you know, my husband would leave me if I did that. But when we drill down into what they truly believe about their relationship, they realize that actually isn't true. So how much of this is a story in your head? How much are you creating and then talking a story on a story, right? Of course, yes, mama, there may be consequences. Your partner might not like it if you did what you do or doesn't want you to do it. It's even possible that your choice would end up in the relationship, you know? I mean, if you're in a job, your boss might buy you, right? <laughs> your neighbors might shun you. Your friends might shun you. Your kids really might run away. They, they might not get it. It's possible, but really? Is it likely? I think we've got to check ourselves. You know, mama, we've got to check ourselves when we feel like this is absolutely going to be the worst case scenario. So check your premise, check where your head is, check what thoughts you're allowing and check if it is a story. Self-inquiry. It's a big one, huh? One that I absolutely do. And if you need to get that pen to paper, as I always say. Number two is do a permission order. Now, Sometimes it is appropriate to allow another person the right and ability to affect your choices, but no one but you can give it without consent. Let me say that again. Sometimes it is appropriate to allow another person the right to have an opinion and ability to affect your choices. Okay, we're not fucking silly here. We know this is true. We're in committed relationships. We have children, right? We have parents, but no one, but you can give it without consent. So if you're about to embark on an undertaking or if you're, you know, you've got that naysayer in your life, it may be time to examine your relationships, mama. Now, this is something that I got taught to do and it's a super cool, super cool process, right? Make a list of everyone you'd like to share your hopes and dreams with. Then add one word next to each name. Now, there are six words here. Veto, limit, sabotage, discourage, influence, release. Now, I'm going to share. So you may have to rewind this and go back to it, but I'm going to share what that means. So you put a list of everybody that matters to you and you choose this out of these six words, which one is for them. For example, veto. I have consciously and intentionally given this person or group the power to veto my choices. Limit. I have consciously and intentionally given this person or group the right to limit when, where, how, or how often I take any particular action or pursue any particular dream. Third word, sabotage. I have consciously and intentionally given this person or group the right and ability to undermine my efforts to pursue my dream. Discourage is the fourth one. I have consciously and intentionally given this person or group the ability to affect my energy and enthusiasm to the degree that I can be discouraged from pursuing my dreams. Number five, influence. I have consciously and intentionally given this person or group the power to influence whether or not and how I go about pursuing my dream. And number six, release. I have consciously and intentionally released myself from allowing this person or group to have any impact on my choices regarding the pursuit of my dream. 
Now, there is no right or wrong answer, mama, only the answer that is right or wrong for you. Yeah. So sometimes it is appropriate to allow another person the right and ability to affect your choices, but no one, no one can give or withhold consent. Okay. So those six words, when I did this activity and I said out loud, I recognized where I had handed my power over and I realized when I could reclaim it back. So I really invite you, this is a super deep fucking invitation for you to go and do this activity. Because I know if you're listening to this podcast, and which I love you, by the way, for listening, I really, I admire you. I see you, mama. And I can't say it enough. I see you're deserving. I know you're deserving. I know you haven't been through all you've been through because you got this far for nothing. And I get that it can feel difficult and challenging when someone in our life we love, we care about, we've spent a lot of years with doesn't get it. But it's time for you to reclaim this, even if you do it energetically before you do it verbally, right? I have consciously and intentionally released myself from allowing this person or group to have any impact on my choices regarding the pursuit of my dream. The release one, that number six is my favorite. But yeah, I want you to go through, write those words and say those following quotes out loud, okay? Or affirmations, I should say, not really a quote. Now, the third one here is negotiate. Do you really need the other person to agree that you can do everything you want to do? I mean, sometimes your dream, vision, undertaking, or plan is just too big for someone else to believe in or to be comfortable seeing. You risk it all to do it. Because let's be honest, when we go all in and being our best, when we decide I'm going to be the pillar of my own life, you know, it doesn't mean I'm going to be all like up and I got this, I'm going to do this on my own. I don't need nobody fucker. You know, it's not about that it's about I deserve this this is why I am here to live to experience what my potential is this is about reaching your highest potential mama I can't oh I feel so like I'm almost in tears because I feel like I'm just sick and tired of seeing people play small and shut their gifts down because of somebody else telling them they can't and I feel this because I have the privilege of working with so many incredible women all over the world mainly here in Aotearoa and you know the amount of them that I have the privilege of having conversations with every woman that I have a conversation with is a privilege any woman that books in for a discovery call touches base with me or my team I feel them I can relate to them on so many levels Uh, more often than not we share intense core values we, you know, part pieces of our story are so relatable. I've worked hard over the last decade, you know, to be able to attract people like me. There's an understanding and a respect. And it's because I too had so many people tell me I can't. That English teacher was just one example. I recall another time when I did leave school and I went off to one of these government funded um, courses to learn word and to become, you know, administration. And I got my first job at age 14. It was at a home building company. Uh, I may have already shared this. I can't remember, but um, forgive me if you've already heard this story. Um, but for those new listeners, you know, I got this job as a receptionist. And I was so damn excited. I can't believe, I couldn't believe I got the job. I was just doing reception work. And the manager on my first day, I asked so many questions because that's what I was told to do. If you don't understand, ask as many times until you understand. She got frustrated, slammed a folder down on, on her desk when I went and asked a question 
question in the afternoon and said, I should just go back and pump petrol for a living. Now, the interesting thing about that experience, believe it or not, is I use that shit as my motivation. And I never forgot how she made me feel. I stayed on working and I worked hard. But when I left that job and I climbed the ladder, I moved to Auckland after that. And then I got a job at MyFM. That was a pretty damn cool job. That's one of our radio stations here in Auckland on Tamaki, for those who don't know. And I was a receptionist and I did really well. And I climbed my way through the corporate world. And then I got a job with an international swimwear company. They were based here in New Zealand, Moontide. Some of you may know this. <laughs> and I climbed my way from receptionist to salesperson to marketing and sales to sales manager to national sales manager. And over that six years or seven years that I worked with them, I really developed a lot of skills. I developed a lot of experiences and great results. And I remember... This was in my mid-20s, driving back up to Whangarei and sitting in the car park of this homeware build place, because they were still operating, wanting to see if that lady was still there so I could show her what I made of my life. Now, I didn't go in, but that was when I was 14. And this is so 10 years later, I, I used that experience as my motivation. And this is the thing, Mama, right? If you've been through it all, it hasn't been for nothing. You've got to find a way to transition and transmute that pain of those experiences into your power. And I don't care what you're motivated by, pain or pleasure. Just be motivated. Self-motivate yourself because you deserve your dreams, right? So anyway, I went off topic there for a bit, but back to negotiate. Here's a question for you. What if what would happen if you just asked that person or those people for their support for the first phase or for a small part? This is all a part of negotiation. Say your dream is to move to Aussie. I don't know. Become a great leader. Build your business from home. Be a stay-at-home mum. Then maybe you don't get, you don't try to get your family or your partner to actually move with you, right? Maybe you ask them just to look at the housing market there or to start a fund so that you could get there, right? I think there's lots of different ways. Just giving them a simple, easy task that's a part of the vision, but also allowing them to be enrolled in the vision. Some of us, we get this activation or initiation, the light switch goes on for us, we feel it, we smell it, we hear it, we just know that it's ours, and then we run into the abyss expecting those around us to know who this new version of us is. I mean, when was the last time you sat down for a hui or, you know, a proper conversation with you or your these people in your life that are saying you can't and explain to them why this matters to you, why this really matters to you? Because I promise if we go back, this isn't about them not believing in you. They're afraid for you. So I really, really hope this conversation has been useful. I really have enjoyed having you here. Thank you again for being here with me. If you made it to the end and for listening all the way, go back and re-listen to this. As you up-level in life, there are always going to be people that say you can't. Never get furious, get curious. Namahi. Thank you so much for listening to Grace Through the Fire. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for listening and using those beautiful darting as your ears. Thank you so much for just bringing your energy and for choosing the Grace Through the Fire podcast to hang out with me and have this conversation. And before I go, please do share this. Share this podcast with a woman or a wahine, as many as you know that need this, that deserve this, and just so that we can all stand up and be that tall po for ourselves and those around us and with that i love you have a beautiful day and i'll see you on the next episode